Welcome to the Tiara's Tears and Triumphs show, a safe place for women to heal and grow, where we discover our value, share our tears as we go through the hard times and rise up as we become empowered to meet our challenges head on. I am Sandy Johnston, the host of this podcast, and I'm a transformation coach, consultant, and energetic healer, helping women to heal, recover, rebuild, and become abundant in their lives. Before we dive into today's episode, I just want to mention a couple of features which are included in this podcast to help you get the best possible value out of it. Firstly, you can find links to help you connect with me and my guests in the episode notes. It's as easy as clicking on the link to help you get connected. And the other thing is that I record the top takeaways from each show to help you focus on some of the most helpful tips and information, which will help you hopefully with your challenges and help you on your healing journey too. You can find these tips at the end of the episode and in the episode notes. Okay, let's get into the show. Just a caution, if you feel unsafe at any time, please stop listening. You can come back anytime you are in a safe place to listen to the rest of the podcast. Your safety is the most important thing to consider. On today's show, I have Raven Scott. She is a woman who feels she has really found her destiny and she wants to help people find their destiny too. She has felt the crippling despair that codependency in a toxic relationship fabricates and that is why she wrote her book in a fiction form using a pen name to help others through their journey and help them to find the treasures which life has buried deep down within them. Her book Discovering the Treasures Within is out on Amazon and it is the story behind the pain and passage of an empath and how she transformed and this book is full of spiritual topics, emotional tools for transformation, applied human design concepts, astrology and tells how Raven broke out of her abusive patterns. As a certified meditation instructor and destiny coach, Raven can help you find clarity, renewal and your destiny. Okay, so now it's time to tune in to this latest episode. Hi Raven, lovely to see you. It's been ages since we last spoke, but I am so excited to be chatting with you again because I know that you've got something really exciting to share with the listeners. So yeah, just please just share the gift that you have to um, to share with the world right now. Yes. Hi Sandy, it's so good to be talking to you again, kindred spirit. <laughs> It's good to have have you here and just be in your presence. I love all the work you're doing. It's so beautiful. And I, I know it's very much aligned with um, what mine is. And it's just good to know that there's love and light shedding out to, to bolster the bravery to all the women who are struggling or needing bravery. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's like, you know, one side of the world to the other. But we, you and I are just, you know, like we're so attuned. And I want you to just please tell us about your book. Absolutely. Uh, This book has taken me years to write. I would write it and then I would share it. Like, for instance, I shared it with my mom and she was like, totally reacted, horribly offended. And I was like, oh, I didn't. Okay. And so then I stopped and then I tried to rewrite it. And it was such a beautiful process because I was coming from a point where I was still mad and I was still being the victim. And then as I evolved in trying to write it, it's um, been this beautiful, now I can come from a side of wisdom. I can come from a side of, I don't blame anybody. I take full responsibility, even though of course, there's always two sides to a relationship. And so this discovering the treasures within book came about. Um, I just remember finding little treasures and digging things buried um, out while I was writing it. And it was just amazing. Someone, literally some angel somewhere, I don't even know like what his name is, but he had said, oh, you're discovering your treasures within. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to use that for my book title. Like that's exactly what I was doing. Like all of the things that occur when you're in a very toxic and abusive relationship is you just bury yourself down just to get along, to make everyone happy, to survive, to whatever it may be for your case. And then, yeah, you just, then you realize you wake up one day, you're like, who am I? And what, where did I go? Like, what am I doing? Yeah. Yeah. And then it's going through that whole process of discovery again about, you know, trying to find the treasure. And I am just completely aligned and I just am exploding on the inside at the moment because, (laughs) because I often describe myself as a treasure hunter. And um, and this came about really, you know, one of the things like, you know, we use symbolism to represent different things to help people actually connect with, you know, what we need people to connect with in order to rediscover who they are and rediscover what their purpose is in life. And, and that's like the big overarching question in life that we all ask ourselves is, what's my purpose? You know, why am I here? What's this yeah. life all about anyway? You know, yeah. and especially during times where we find ourselves in a place like you and I both found ourselves being, you know, ensconced or you know like ensnared in you know a cycle of abuse and you know when we're in that place as you say like everything gets buried down deep inside of us and we it gets buried so much there's so much gunk on top of it that we don't even remember that it really is there and so I think the very first thing is a remembering and um and with the whole treasure hunter thing you know I needed to and I'm sure you needed to get resourceful in your situation too and so the first thing is when you don't have resources you need to get resourceful and that's and so I you know I've always always looked for the light you know and tried to keep finding the light you know how you say 
oh, I just can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. Well, you know, I have always kept moving in life, trying to find that light in those dark times when I couldn't see it. And that, again, is like rediscovering that treasure again. And you've got to have this willingness to move through and I guess it's almost like when you're in that cycle of abuse it's almost like not having your map you don't have your treasure map so you might you might know that there's you know like that there's something good still buried down deep inside of yourself but you without the map you can't access it and it's kind of lost to you and I think that's what recovery and discovering a path of recovery becomes for victims and survivors is like a treasure map and once you've got that treasure map you can go I can find x and x marks the spot and that's you know what I am reclaiming in my life and I'm just so so excited that you've done this book because it's just been in the last you know in the last little while that you know it was like pennies from heaven dropping to me about creating a new workshop and it's all about finding the treasure again so because you need to reconnect with that treasure and that's the thing that gives you that purpose again to be able to rise up in your life and you know push past all of those challenges that have held you back absolutely yeah, and it is. Uh, you can get in such a cycle and you can feel lost, you know, yeah. through like, now what do I do? And even like the thought of stepping out was really scary. I describe it in my book like the dark abyss. Like, I, it just was so scary. I thought nobody else would love me. I thought, what am I like? My family that I've adopted, I, I loved my in laws, but I, you know, I, I, you just have to walk away for your own health at the end of the day and, you know, find a map. So with the book, my intention was also for, I really didn't want it to be a memoir, but it was like, I had to put some backstory so people could understand and relate to it so they could relate. But um, after each chapter, I have a resource. I have a guided meditation. I have a journal, some sort of piece to that roadmap and tool to help you along in your journey. I have a whole chapter about narcissism and maybe helping you identify if you're with somebody who's a narcissist or your parent might be a narcissist. Yeah. You just, you know, you don't, when you're in the thick of it, you just don't know. Like mm-hmm. I remember being out in therapy and she was like, oh, so you might want to think about looking up the term codependency. And I was like, what in the world is that? I, what? okay, I'm not like, I'm really strong, but of course I was. <laughs> and it, it, I found along my journey, every single relationship I had was codependent. And yeah. so it was my work on myself and loving myself, gaining the strength and the power and the healthy boundaries to realize I can still be in relationship with people and not give them everything, you know, that's it. Boundaries. That's it. It's it's becoming um, it's giving somebody else your power, and yes. you know they they're the reason why you're happy or you're unhappy. And you know, to I think it's very very common and very easy to fall into codependency. So 
if you, you know, are exploring, if you're listening to this and you're exploring, you know, am I in a codependent relationship? Am I a codependent person? Don't beat yourself up about it because it, it's very easy to slip into that um, in a relationship. And I think that part of that is because we have this willingness inside ourselves to give our all to that relationship and give ourselves over to that relationship it's like this here I am you know like I'm giving all that I am to you but in doing that you know we then mistakenly just go with the other person's flow and we can become a victim of circumstance about you know what they're creating and we forget that we're our own creators in our life and we need to get back to that again to understand mm -hmm. that you know taking responsibility for your life and for yourself is the most empowering thing you can ever choose to do in your life and that's not you know if you're in a healthy relationship that is what you will be doing anyway because you will both be driving your own lives but you'll be working cooperatively together on creating a life with each other yeah and coming from codependency is something that is just an element that might be part of your karma. Like I've been doing a lot of astrology studying and realized that my youngest has this as well in her aspects. And I already see it in her. So all I can do is coach her on realizing like, you know, she'll say, oh, you know, she said, I can't wear this. And I say, who, who has the power over your body? Do you, or does your friend, you know, it's like coaching like that is like, that's what I needed. And that's what I still tell myself. That's what you need. Yeah. So you also feel lost and you feel a little bit disconnected when you're in a healthy relationship and you think, oh, this person doesn't really love me as they should. However, you're so used to being so intertwined and connected with another. Like you were saying, you lose yourself that you don't really understand that having that separate parallel and then joining to coordinate and then parallel, that is actually healthy yeah. to have your own, yeah, your own journey. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And you know, that's where that's where people blossom within relationships. But you know, when you're in caught in codependency, both people become stifled in their their growth. And yeah. yeah, so it's really important to, you know, to work towards becoming um, interdependent, you know, so that you are independent, but you're also working together, you know, on the independent paths. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's, it's yeah. a really interesting, interesting, you know, reflection on relationships and how relationships work. But I think, you know, coming back to discovering your treasure and claiming that so that it doesn't matter, you know, what other people might be saying, you know, that their influence is not going to be that strong over you, that you're going to forget your own value. So if somebody's, you know, um, 
being derogatory towards you and you know putting you down and saying hurtful things to you and mistreating you and everything that you remember that no you know I'm not adopting that I'm not taking that on board because I know my true value. I know mm -hmm. that I am precious and I, you know, I claim that. And so I claim my right to, you know, walk through life, you know, independently with my head held high and to be able to make my own choices. So, yeah, I think... Yeah. I remember what it was like for me, um, Raven, that when I was, um, when I was uh, disempowered, how difficult it was to make choices. Oh, it you was know, like, like I'd, I'd vacillate all the time. I'd be like, yeah, maybe this, maybe that. And I couldn't, I couldn't just grab onto something because I was so scared of making the wrong choice and you know and that all was a reflection on the fact that I had lost control and you, yeah. you touched on something earlier about you know women I think you know needing to walk that path of um, managing everything in life or being seen to manage everything and um you know so that's you know being being a partner being a, a parent um having some sort of career path you know and you're expected to or you think that you know society expects you to have it all together all of the time and that's a terrible terrible pressure to carry in life to think that if you are not meeting that expectation that you're feel you're actually failing in some way and that then can cause you to devalue yourself and devalue your your worth um, and I think that happens not just to women who are victims and survivors of abuse. Oh, no, I think we all struggle with that. Yeah. I wanted to also go back to your point um, about finding your power and not letting people, you know, bully you. I think also the tricky part, and that's why I also wrote this book and my story, the tricky part is a lot of times maybe half of the time I there's like a really hard like I'm not going to draw a number but most of the time you feel like this person really loves you especially if you're with a narcissist because they're they just throw all of these love bombs especially when they feel guilty after being so mean to you you know during that fight and so they come back and they love you and and they rub your feet or they buy you flowers and bouquets once a month and all the things are trying to show you that they love you and they're not evil. They are broken people too, that just have major things that they need to work on, but they decide, or they feel like they just don't have the tools to. It's very hard once a narcissist is fixed to being a narcissist, it's extremely difficult to um, reverse that. Honestly, you can't get much empathy out of them, even if they're willing to work on it. So you're kind of stuck with someone who is in this shame and blame game, tiptoeing back and forth. 
And like you said, all this pressure that's already societally put on you is now, if you're with him, put on you by them. Like this needs to be done perfect or else I'm going to be mad at you. Or, you know, you need to, you know, look hot and have all your nails done or whatever their expectation is, have dinner cooked by this time, or you're going to hear it and I'm going to be really upset. And for someone who is already trying to please everybody, that's like this intense amount of emotion and fight or flight. And so you just get locked into that pattern of, okay, okay, I'll, I'll do it better next time. But it's really not your fault. I mean, they can step up and take responsibility too, if they were, you know, in a healthy relationship that would happen. Yeah. So I tried to reveal more about the tricky scenarios of you feel like you're in love with somebody, but they're constantly shaming and blaming you and you're yeah. taking on that responsibility. Well, that's, and yeah, and that's right. It's, you know, the narcissist doesn't want to ever take any responsibility for anything mm -hmm. and right what they will do or try to do is make you feel responsible for everything, including their happiness, you know, yes. and especially, especially their, their happiness. happiness. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, it's a, a lot of work. And, um, and, you know, for me, I remember that I um, did a really good job of, pretending that I was managing for a long time yes yeah that the game of everything's fine to everyone else especially your family is a big big game and yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and so I then think it's that... always surprising when those couples split because you're like oh my gosh they were like so perfect together no but the facade right. is perfect because but the we've real got life this is not. you know picture perfect facade that everybody else <laughs> is seeing and yeah. they have no idea that everything is like a crumbling mess you know yeah. behind your closed doors so yeah. yeah and that's look you know because um you know particularly for you know my podcast you know I try and give some strategies to help women to know what to do when they're in that situation yeah. You know, I think that this is a good opportunity to say, don't bury all of that stuff deep down inside of yourself and keep that facade up. Like, yes, it's understandable that you keep the facade up for, you know, people who um, really aren't a part of your life. But, you know, now's the time to get real. So if you have family who you know are supportive and and you have a loving relationship with it is good to go and have a conversation with them and let them know about what's happening to you so that they can find ways to support you and you can let them know you know what you might need in terms of support and the other thing you know the same goes for your friends if they're if you've got a close friend who you know you think yeah this friend's really wise and um you know I like the way she carries herself through life um, I think that I can confide in her and talk to her about what's going on then mm -hmm. These are the sort of risks to take because I think it's all about, um, you know, with, when you're in a cycle of abuse, you're so consumed by fear and driven by fear that it's very difficult to work out 
what is really dangerous and what is a risk but is a safe risk for you to be taking at the time so that you know that's where that confusion that I was talking about comes in where you just you're so filled with uncertainty that those safe risks you are held back from taking because you are just uncertain about what is safe to do at that time when you're in that situation and the other thing is is obviously um you know to speak to people who have experience and who are uh, able to give you the support so depending on where you are in the cycle and what the level of risk is that you are um, experiencing in your cycle of abuse that'll you know help to lead you as to what sort of support you will need so you know obviously if it becomes physically harmful that's the time to involve the authorities and don't hesitate about calling the police but you know the courts are there to help you in terms of giving you um, personal protection orders or intervention orders or restraining orders whatever you know is uh, applicable to you and your situation um you know there are free online counseling services in some countries that you can tap into for domestic violence Mm -hmm. they are trained in domestic violence and and they will know how to help you with your situation they will know whether you might need to consider going into a refuge um to be safe and to keep yourself and your children if you have children safe also um, they will know whether you need to perhaps tap into um, some counselling support you know through your doctor who might be able to direct you to an appropriate counsellor to start talking to Um, there are lots of different different supports out there and Tiff, sorry raven i'm sorry i'm just i'm the, i want to talk about that in a second too i just um about called raven by the name another name that she is also known by um yeah. and we have that in common because i adopted another name when i escaped my cycle of abuse so i know what it's like. did i didn't know her. i did i did <gasps> yeah i'll, I'll tell yeah, you more just... about that but i'll just wrap yeah. wrap up what i was saying you know the um raven and i both work in this area helping women with getting onto a recovery path and you know and our heart is to help you to rediscover that treasure that is within you absolutely help you to to light up and get back into your power again to be able to move forward in your life so um can i just go to the the name thing too yeah let's talk about the name thing yeah you covered everything i was gonna say if you don't feel safe and you feel like your parents are gonna come in and make a bigger mess or someone you know your family and make a big like confrontation with them which might not be safe for you yeah, find, find a friend or a group, of course, you know, the Facebook groups, your Facebook group is beautiful to find refuge and someone to talk to, to really bounce that off of. And then also calling the professional, you know, going to therapy, 
um, yeah, just kind of discovering why you feel so crazy all the time. It's not because you are crazy. I just have to affirm you. You are not. They are putting all of these confusing things in your head. Yes. And so, yes, you and, just might need that, to the proof that you're not crazy. Yeah, that that feeling of being crazy is driven by fear again, yeah. you know, and yeah. um, and just know where you know what is driving you at the moment and you know when you start to become feel more empowered with making you know choices again for yourself and your life then that fear will dissipate over time it, it will I promise you it, it does it, it does get better and the more you know conscious you are of yourself and your choices um, the better that will be. And, um, and I'm speaking from a place of being a person who uh, experiences PTSD, has experienced um, anxiety attacks on a daily basis. Uh, you know, I've, I've been there, I've experienced it. I know how bad it gets and I know how good it can get too. So there is light at the end of that dark tunnel. Um, but I just, what I wanted to just mention about this, um, the whole identity thing and yeah. the, the name, you have recreated yeah. yourself and given yourself a, a new name as an author. And um, can you tell me what that represents to you? Uh, I guess it represents security. You know, not, not having, you know, threats sent to me. Now I have something to lose now, right? So, and I have a life and I have people that I need to protect. And so it's not just like something that I'm going to be, take very lightly. And even if they were empty threats, I'm not going to just assume and be arrogant that they are. So for me, it felt, it felt like security. It felt like freedom to be able to actually speak out. And, you know, I, I kind of wish sometimes in the back of my head that I was braver and I didn't use this name, but it is what has helped me get this book published and out. And in the end, I don't care. It's not about me and my ego. I, I don't care if it, nobody knows me or if everyone thinks that this, you know, new author is this new person. Like, as long as the work and the wisdom and my lessons uh, come across and are received and are helpful, that's all I care about. So it, it really is just a yeah. boost of confidence, I guess. There's, uh, thank you so much for sharing that. There's, uh, you know, there's so many um, reasons to adopt a new identity and, um for me, it was because I needed to try and keep myself physically safe and mm -hmm. keep my children physically safe. So mm -hmm. I needed to adopt a new identity so that I was basically, you know, disappearing. I had to disappear myself for yeah. a time while things were very dangerous. But yeah. out of that, because, you know, you know, when I did that, I was Full of trauma you know the all the you know life-threatening experiences were fresh and I was yeah. very traumatized and and I was like who am I now who am I on the other side of this you know and I was very fearful still at that time that um 
there might still be repercussions after my, uh, you know, my ex had served his time in jail. And, yeah. um, and so, but what it became for me was a gift and it enabled me to actually leave that life behind mm. and to leave the, a lot of the brokenness behind and to say this is different now I am different now and I I really really love and appreciate that I I did that I chose to do that at that time and not hold on to who who I was but you know I was prepared to let that go because I needed to it just got to that point where you know there was really very little option for me to do anything other it was either I stay and I be a sitting duck or I leave and I try and change my identity and try and recreate myself so for the listeners um it is possible to change and it doesn't mean that you'll have to adopt a new name like Raven and I have done, but part of stepping into a new life after an abusive relationship really takes a willingness to leave that old life behind. So, and because it, you can drag it along with you throughout the rest of your life if you don't make a conscious decision that that was then that was your past experience but it doesn't have to be your future Hmm, powerful yeah that's one of the reasons there's multiple reasons how I even um, created my name was part of that was ravens like the big black bird and they fly free and that was part of it was that freedom and um it does help me to differentiate myself for who I was as a child and now who I am as my real authentic self and soul. Yeah. 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 You do a lot of growing up, don't you, in that, yeah. that process. But, you know, one thing, yeah. you know, that I think that you will also have experienced along your healing journey is that reconnection with that inner child and um and helping that inner child to feel safe and secure and loved I know that Mm -hmm. that that has been you know a big part of my healing journey um Mm -hmm. just to reassure that child that that they are safe and they are cared for um and you know if, if for my situation I didn't come from a family where there was lots of things to make me feel insecure yet it's interesting I know where I picked up you know different things along the path of my childhood which sent me messages that the world wasn't necessarily a safe place to be so um it's interesting you know for me when you you talk about codependence um you know I know that I 
had adopted a learned helplessness in, you know, in my childhood. And that then left me wide open to become codependent in relationships because, you know, my, you know, dominant thought, even though I wasn't really aware of it at that time, was about this image of, you know, being, we had this conversation, I remember in the interview that we did, but I remember Uh us talking about this, about the princess and my, you know, my belief was that the princess needed to be rescued. Yes, well, Disney did such a great job in uh putting that example in front of us for a while. Yeah, and it took me time to, you know, work that out, that that's a big part of what my issue was, was because I had adopted this role of being like the the helpless princess who was like a damsel in distress and needed rescuing and needed that knight in shining armour to come along and sweep, you know, sweep her off her feet and then, then you know, everything else would be hunky-dory, you know? <laughs> yeah, you think, yeah, you think everything's fine, I know. But there's there's a lot of wolves and sheep's clothing out there. Yeah, and, and <laughs> you know, I remember what you said. You know, you said no, the princess. It's when I asked you, I said, right, okay. So my podcast is called Tiara's Tears and Triumphs. What does it mean right. to you? And you were like, it's Mulan. <laughs> yes, it's. I remember warrior. that. It's the yes, warrior, the warrior princess. princess. Absolutely, it's the the princess that stands up strong on her own. Two feet who go is not afraid to stand up and fight for what is right so Mm -hmm. yeah that's the princess that we need to be isn't it in our life yeah so you know I really love with the title you know of the podcast that we can we can transition from that princess which is the helpless princess who needs rescuing to that warrior princess who stands up and fights for what is right in her life and stands up on her own two feet so yes and if you notice in all those movies they are all doing it on their own with some some type of help but it's not from a man (laughs) and it's okay you you have this you got this yeah absolutely you don't need them. Absolutely. And that's that's what the treasure within is, isn't it? It's yes, the treasure it's, is. It's your light. Knowing. It's your soul. It's your strength. It yeah. is all the talents that you were born with that yeah. you just buried to please everyone else and or just that one person. Yeah. But you soon realize it's really everyone else. But Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's it. So yeah. yeah, so um, yeah, that's interesting because you you said something just then. It was about people pleasing, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, and that is part of an empath's path and learning too. Is to you know um, because because empaths are it's such loving people. Um, you know we have a tendency to be people pleasers and that's part of our our learning as I said where we need to come to that realization that you know that's not our role to make everybody happy all of the time no and you know what it's perfectly fine to agree and on the outside if you don't want to have an argument to on the outside say "Mm mm-hmm 
Yes. Sure. Okay. And then the inside, no, yeah. just know yeah. that I don't need to take that advice, but thank you very much for yeah, it. You know, exactly. you don't have to always pick a fight, but you don't have to always Absolutely. go along with everybody's thing either. Yeah. There's so much wisdom in that, You've, you know, like pick your battles because, you yeah. know, like it's exhausting being in battle. Remember that. So that's the reason why it's so important that saying pick your battles because every time you engage in battle, you are pouring a whole lot of energy into mm -hmm. that. So make sure that the battles are important ones. Yeah, and they're with yeah. someone who, you know, really is is thinking also of your best interest. You know, like we were talking about narcissists before, really never pick a battle with a narcissist because you'll never win. Yes. You will be exhausted, yes. you'll be drained. And then you'll at the end, you will feel like your brain has been switched on you 180 degrees yes. and you're apologizing and you're feeling horrible for probably something that they did. So, you know, just don't even... Don't even, don't even go there with them. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Conserve your energy for yes. better things. Yes. So, and, and the energy, you know, in, in, is standing up, you know, for yourself and, you know, what is right for you. And yeah. I mean, life. maybe that's drawing boundaries. If you yes. have maybe a parent who is, you know, very difficult to deal with, we won't even label them any name you know, draw a boundary, say, I really would love to visit with you and then think what makes you feel comfortable. Maybe it's yeah. just a day visit. Maybe it's just a few hours. Maybe it's yes. only one night, whatever it may be. And if it's with somebody in a relationship, I mean, those boundaries need to be drawn while you're dating. And if they're not okay with that boundary, then they're not the man for you. Yeah, absolutely. Plain and simple. And there's so many other wonderful men waiting for you that you you're beautiful you do not need to settle absolutely and I was just thinking about you know like the value and you know and our value and how we you know should not compromise that value you know mm -hmm. for somebody else and yeah. um it's really important I think to work on your values and work on identifying what they are because you know if you've come out of an abusive relationship it's a really you know it's one of the exercises that I do in the work that I do is identifying values because it's just so important to be clear on what is important to you so that the next person that comes along you're able to see does that person share my important values because if you want to walk through life with somebody you don't want to have opposing values because the relationship will just not work yeah no and if you don't know your values take time to think about that before yes. jumping into a relationship and the other thing that came to my mind when you were talking about it is working on your self-love. If you don't love yourself, um, you're not ready to be in a relationship with someone else loving you because you will dive too deep or you'll latch on too hard or you'll accept any amount of love and think that that's true love. And so really dating yourself, loving yourself, um, you know, investing in yourself, it's not selfish. It is healthy and it's that solid foundation you need 
to feel confident and know that you're in a healthy relationship. I love that. You know, I'll, you know, I'll say that the most important relationship that you can ever cultivate in your life is the one that you have with yourself. You need to have a good relationship with yourself in order to have a good relationship with others. When you've got that good relationship with yourself, it flows in all your relationships and you will have a fantastic relationship with other people. So, yeah, and that's, that's why investing in what is valuable, that treasure that is you and investing, as you say, in that self-love is so important and investing in your healing. You know, it just say, I need help. I need support. You know, I need to reconnect with me. I need to build my relationship with myself. How am I going to do this? Explore, explore different parts of healing, see what works for you and get Raven's book, <laughs> Raven's book, because it's yeah, got lots of tips in it. So now tell us how can people get your book? My book is available on Amazon. You can get it either through Kindle or you can get the paperback. And you just search the, the title Discovering the Treasures Within by Raven Scott. Beautiful, beautiful. I will put the links in the episode notes for that. And thank you very much for reminding, um, because I don't talk about my group. I should talk about my group all the time. That's a great place. I think I wish I had a Facebook group like yours when I was in the thick of it, because I would have, I got so much, I lost many friends for them trying to give me advice. And then I would turn around and tell him what they said. And he would again, switch it on them. And all of a sudden I'm arguing with them after my conversation. They're like, this girl is crazy. Forget it. I'm not your friend anymore because they're like, they tried and I, you know, turned on them because he turned on them. And you know, it it just, so having that community of, of you having that wisdom and other like-minded women who have the experience as well to just ask like is this crazy am I crazy like that's all I was really trying to figure out like am I right am I wrong am I crazy is this right yeah absolutely yeah Yeah, you need to be able to have those conversations so it's really really important to get feedback isn't it and feedback from people who understand so I think people with experience yeah Mm -hmm. so if you're listening and you are not a member of rise up with tiara's tears and triumphs you are very very welcome to join this group and i will include a link again in the episode notes for you to be able to do that so i think that we have um had a fantastic conversation I absolutely love talking to you and I, you know, I just, I wish that I, life is full for both of us and, you know, and I just feel so connected to you. I feel like, you know, you have, you're so full of wisdom, you're so full of love and so full of light and, you know, you are using your experiences and you know your passion for things like your spirituality and you know meditation as a meditation teacher and all the wonderful skills that you have you're using those to help other women to remember 
how precious they are. And I just love and appreciate you for that. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's always a pleasure to talk to you as well. It's always nice to have just that. We just like say one word. We're like, we laugh. We're like, we know exactly what we're, (laughs) what you're talking about. (laughs) Join the PTSD club. (laughs) Yes, I'm so grateful for you and your work. So. Oh, thanks so much, Raven. All right. Will you take care? All right. You too. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. Now, just before you go, I just want to recall the top tips from this fantastic conversation with Raven so that you... Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. Now, just before you go, I just want to recall the top tips from this fantastic conversation with Raven so that you have a point of reference to help you to get onto your path of recovery or if you are already on a path of recovery to help you continue to explore that path to help you to find the treasures within yourself. Okay, so here we go. Number one, when you are in an abusive relationship, it is easy to lose sight of the treasure trove of qualities which exist inside of yourself. Number two, when you are in an abusive relationship, it is hard to find a way back to recovering the treasure trove that is inside yourself. Number three, getting onto a healing path after an abusive relationship becomes your treasure map to rediscovering and recovering the treasure inside of yourself. Number four, getting onto a healing path after an abusive relationship becomes your treasure map to rediscovering and recovering the treasure inside of you. Number five, codependency is a part of abusive relationships and is part of what leaves victims vulnerable to being used and abused. So it's really important to really find out all that you can about codependency and ways in which you can become independent. Okay, number six, when you become codependent in a relationship, you give your power over to the other person, allowing them to dictate your happiness. Number seven, when you become disempowered in your own life, it becomes super challenging to make independent choices. It is common for people who are disempowered to be indecisive and confused. Number eight, society puts expectations on us which can make us feel as though we are failing in life, which can cause us to devalue ourselves. Number nine, once a narcissist is fixed with a pattern of behaviors, it is difficult to shift the narcissist to change. That is one of the reasons why it is better to put your energy into what you can do to heal your own life rather than trying to fix them. Number 10, the narcissist does not want to take responsibility for anything, so they will try to shame and blame you for all the problems. Number 11, it is common for women to try and put up a pretense to everyone around them that everything is fine when the opposite is true. Number 
12, but pretending doesn't make anything better. So seek support from trusted family, friends and professional services where appropriate. Number 13, when you are in an abusive relationship, because you are being driven by fear, it can be it can be hard to judge what is safe and what is going to make matters worse. But don't let that hold you back from seeking help and support. Number 14, find refuge with people you feel safe with. Number 15, something that will be very helpful to you in forging a new life is to make a conscious choice to leave your old life behind. Number 16, victims and survivors offer often empathetic people and are predisposed to being people pleasers and as a people pleaser they will forget to put healthy boundaries around themselves which leaves them open to be used and abused by others. Number 17 it is really important to learn the skill of picking your battles because battles are exhausting so choose which ones are really important to protect yourself and stand up for yourself for yourself, for your needs, and for your rights. Number 18, there is no winning a battle with a narcissist. So don't get into battle with narcissists if you can avoid it. Number 19, before you get into another relationship, take time to identify your values, to be clear about what the shared values need to be in a relationship with another person. Number 20, learning to love yourself before you jump into a new relationship will help you to attract the right kind of relationship. Wow. Um, I didn't realize that we had 20 tips and I think there were actually more tips in this episode. So I hope that you got value out of listening to this wonderful conversation that I had with Raven Scott. And yeah, please, you know, look in the links um, in the. We all go through dark times. When we do, we often feel alone. This is a safe space for you to come and look for some light. I'm a survivor of an abusive relationship and for a long time I had no voice because I was too scared to speak up and speak out about what was happening to me. I couldn't see a light at the end of the tunnel but when I turned a corner in my life the light started filtering through and I left my old life behind. I am here now to help other women feel seen, heard and valued. I'm reaching out with my light shining on you to help you find your way out of the darkness. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. A note of encouragement. If you are struggling with your mental health, please reach out for support with some form of counselling. If you don't know where to start to find a counsellor, a good place to start is to talk with your doctor. There are also many online counselling supports available. And a word of advice, if the counsellor is not a good fit for you, try another 
and if you need to try another until you have one that is the right fit for you. Tune in again for the Tiara's Tears and Triumphs podcast, helping women who have been hurt to heal and grow, hosted by me, Sandy J. This program provides a safe place to work on inner peace and a strong mindset, spells out how to spot the red flags, advises on ways to stay safe and work on effective safety planning, gives tips on how to look after you when things are tough, teaches empowerment strategies, acknowledges life's challenges and explores ways to meet these challenges head on to go from surviving to rising to striving and finally to thriving. The show includes interviews with other survivors who have come out the other side who share their stories and insights as well as interviews with therapists and people working in support roles. I am a survivor and I use my experience and skills to help other women like me. Please listen and be uplifted to rise in this safe space where dignity, kindness and compassion are treasured. And don't forget, if you need some support, I am here for you. I don't want any woman to suffer alone in silence. I don't want any woman to feel oppressed and feel that there is no way out. I want you to know that you can turn a corner. I am a life change facilitator. I help women regain control over their lives. You can find me at sandyj.com.au. Hey now, can you just pause a moment before you go? Because I need you to share your light and leave a review. Can you just take a quick minute to leave a review in iTunes to let other women know this is a show they can trust? It would mean the world to me if you could help shine a light for someone who can't see the light at the end of their tunnel. I need you to do this for someone else who needs some support and encouragement. If you like this show, please subscribe and you will automatically be updated with future episodes when they are released. And please share this podcast with anyone you know who it might help. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Sending you lots of love and light and above all else, wishing you well. You are brilliant. Keep shining. Stay safe, Sandy.